Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean What's that? What? No, what Go were ahead. you going to say? I was just going to say we didn't get to have as much of our off-the-air pre-show chat as this time because we're just diving right in raw yeah just diving in raw just raw dogging this up but oh man there's my male lady yo male people dude male people are like the hardest fucking working people in the world man they're the coolest people they're the sexiest people if you see a mail carrier let them know how awesome they are everybody Oh, okay. I was about to say, I'm looking at my mail lady right now, and I wouldn't say she's the sexiest people person but in the world. Here's the but thing. she's got mean calves, dude. And she's doing a public service for you, bro. Yeah. She's delivering mail for you. That's sexy AF. I don't care who it is. No, it's nuts. I see her at 7.30 in the morning at work, and then now it's 4.30, and she's across the street delivering my mail around here. <laughs> oh, so she delivers the mail to the uh, the the cafe too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I mean the cafe is two blocks away, so like I'm imagining she does like all of that run of all the businesses, and by this point she's doing like the neighborhoods around here. It's nuts, but I look out the window and I'm like, hey, Amy, nice cat. So you, all right, so that that's what I, number one. They all do have very very good legs, jacked legs, man. Uh, there was a UPS guy that used to deliver to. Uh, Mandy's old job and everybody in the office called him legs because you know <laughs> they wore the UPS shorts and I guess the dude had really good legs because you know you run packages all day Man. but you know her name obviously that's what I was gonna ask you um how good of a rapport do you have with her does she know your name oh yeah she knows my name yeah. she knows my name Kevin's name she knows most of the people that work I mean she's been our mail lady for years and we'll that's dope. chat for a while every morning like I was out eating out in our dope ass seating outside today, and she just sat down and we chatted for a couple minutes, and uh, she yeah. went on with her day. Man. There was this one moment, dude. Kevin and I were outside, right? And she comes up to us and she goes, "What the fuck is wrong with you two? <laughs> we're like, "What? First of all, where is this coming from? And second of all, what? What did we do? <laughs> like, clearly." And uh, she's like. Uh, shit Lindsay over here who owns the general store she's like why the hell haven't one of you asked her out and we're like huh huh she's like she is single she is cool as fuck and she is a hard worker one of you two get off your ass and ask her out and we're like where the hell did this just come from (laughs) also no nice she's bossy pants man yeah she's awesome you can be bossy pants when you got good legs I guess so. Also, it just looks like she could absolutely beat the shit out of any of us. And like, I don't know if it's because she's just carrying massive packages or like. Oh, yeah. But she, dude, she carries she carries a massive package. All right. (laughs) Yeah, she might. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. If that's your thing. So like, okay. So like her her calves, like, could she like, you know, squeeze a watermelon with (laughs) Dude, she could squeeze. She could absolutely. I guarantee you, if she put a watermelon between her knees and then like crossed her ankles and squeezed her legs real tight, she could bust some melons. Bust it. And I guarantee you, people would people would pay to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just I because would people would pay to see like crazy shit all the time. <laughs> Man. Yeah, people would. 
people are weird. Imagine like back in the day. This is what I'm always so thankful that like the volume of entertainment options I have available to me, like in current day, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, do people used to have to play with sticks for real? Dude, I broke my wrist. Okay. I broke my wrist in fuck fifth grade something like that oh my god that siren was right outside my window uh when the fuck did i break my wrist oh no it was seventh grade and uh mitch and i were out riding our bikes and i i hit a curb and i flipped over the handlebars and snapped my wrist and he came over and started kicking me in the balls he's like (laughs) (laughs) he's like what's the matter what what are you doing under the ground because like i don't like feel a lot of pain but i'm just holding my wrist i'm doing like the peter griffin like Ah, ah, thing, you know, and he's like, yeah. "What's the matter? Your your family jewels are." And he comes over, and he's just like sack tapping me. I'm like, no, nah, man, oh man, like I I just can't ride my bike bike back. My wrist hurts, and I go back, and we start like sword fighting in the woods with sticks, and like he would whack the stick, and I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> Turns out, like we went to the hospital the next day, and my wrist was broken. But like, yeah, we'd like be in the woods just hitting each other with sticks. And now you can do whatever you want. And people won't right, judge you. Yeah. I remember being a poor kid and throwing rocks at other kids and then throwing rocks at me. Dude. It was a real Charlie and Max situation. <laughs> we had, growing up, we didn't really have, like, a finished backyard until until I was almost in high school. We just had huge, like, dirt pits back there because we would get dirt dumped off because the plan was to level it all out and turn it into a nice yard. And so we had these huge mounds and my brother and I like, well, my brother's younger than me and he would do whatever I wanted, but he was also that kid. Like if something <laughs> happened, he would be the first to start screaming and get me in trouble. So we had like, I would talk him into like being in the backyard. You get on this pile. I'll get in this pile like 20 feet away and we'd throw rocks at each other. Dude, nice. I got him in the ear one day. So he was bleeding all over the place. I got in so much trouble. But dude, you threw rocks at each other as kids, man. It's like yeah. that scene in it where they're just like whipping, having the a rock, rock fight. Dude, that brought me back to being a kid. <laughs> that shit was dope. I'm like, have hell yeah, s- we did that stupid shit. Have you ever seen the uh, this Christmas episode of It's Always Sunny? I don't um if it was pre season 10 yeah i saw it but i don't remember it yeah oh well, it's just charlie and mac throw rocks at each other and that one before <laughs> they throw rocks at a train and that really resonated with me because i grew up in a train town sweet like our tr- our little town was like it was literally just a train stop for a while that like developed from there but like the train still came through even as a kid that's so, so dope it was weird I think about it a lot because, like, I remember, like, putting toys on the tracks because it ran, like, right next to the city hall where my mom yeah. worked. So, like, and I think about all the times, like, I totally could have just lost my fucking hand. Yeah, dude. Like, we grew up in a train and, town, too. Oh, just stupid kids, dude. Like, the train tracks down in the center. We grew up in a town that had one street light. And then for somehow we had a post office and a library and a elementary school. Like that makes any sense. Like when I think about it now as an adult, like why the fuck did we have all this stuff? But whatever, I digress. There was a, a train track. Do you ever like put coins on the train track? Sure. Just sure. to get them smashed. And then at some point you have that parent that's like, don't do that. There's this one time that a train derailed. <laughs> then like you never do it again. Or like, 
that story that they tell you that, oh, yeah, there's this one kid. He put a, a penny on the track and the train hit it and it ricocheted and launched it and it killed the kid. I've never heard that one. <laughs> my mom's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it steal my thunder, mom? I was having fun. No. Yeah, right. I can mom's pinpoint when my childhood fun. died. I, w- I wish change would have flipped over. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> Yo, you always you put it down and you got far enough away that if it did derail, it didn't kill you. That's right. fine, yeah. right? Yeah, well, who cares, man? Fuck it. And you, uh. I, the trains never they couldn't come fast through downtown because, like, you know, it's a downtown in a city now, so yeah, they had to always come through really chill and slow. So it wasn't like they would have. I think you have to go fast to like. Even risk jumping off the track. A slow-moving train isn't going to jump like that over a quarter. No. And also, like, it got me thinking because, yeah, trains don't go that fast, especially through, like, residential or, like, towns. And then it gets you thinking, well, like, how are all these people dying by getting run over by trains and, like, like in their towns? Like, I've never seen a train going faster than, like, 30 miles an hour. Like, it's easier to get hit by a car. Apparently, it's a thing where, like, somehow the train, it's some perception thing where, like, it literally, you don't sense it coming up behind you. Oh, no, man. But you think they'd blow the horn, but that it, it happens quite frequently. It's a phenomenon. Maybe it's like, so there's all those kids that have, like, train dodging. Maybe there's really fucked up conductors that have like a conductor version of train dodging, where it's just like to see if this person can dodge without me warning them. <laughs> oh shit, that's awful. I remember my uh, my assistant band director in junior high. I should he was a conductor there, and then like one day he told uh, us all that he's like, "Hey, uh, so this is like my last week teaching because I'm." going off to become a conductor and we were all like all right cool man you're gonna conduct and he's like no i'm going to become a train conductor and we were all like what (laughs) so fucking random right it was weird as shit but he did that and i guess he's still doing it i don't really mr williams i think was his name mr williams if you're listening right now let us know what you're doing yeah hit us up dude i want to hear from you you were always kind of cool it also doesn't it also doesn't surprise me. Oh, Mr. Dingling's out front. Mr. That's so Dingling? Weird. Yeah, dude, we got an ice cream truck that just drives oh. around playing fur lease. <laughs> like, but he doesn't why is stop that and still... give ice cream? What's that? He doesn't actually stop and sell ice cream? No, he does. He oh, just goes tight. like up and down all of these these residential streets, just like playing fur lease because for some reason that's the song synonymous with an ice cream truck. I guess. Like it that's so, weird, right? Is that weird? I, no, and it's also not weird, but I love how quirky and unique it is that you have, like, the quintessential small life life, or small town life. In a city, like a small-ass yeah. city. Like, this is the most random thing. Like, now that you brought that up, I literally live right off of the main street of a, a small, right. like, actual artsy city. And I'm looking across the street at this ice cream truck driving around like I'm a small town. Listen, Listen to this. And tell me that your life is not a Zach Braff movie. Zach Braff plays a cafe manager who has a good rapport with his male lady who tries to hook him up with the single girl from the general store 
in his town <laughs> where the ice cream man delivers ice cream. I don't know, man, but like you live like a Norman Rockefeller painting. It's awesome. Norman Rockwell? Yeah. Rockefeller is who I said. He's not yeah. rich. Norman Rockwell? The museum is... Okay, so this makes it even crazier. Like, the Norman Rockwell Museum's here, and, like, all of his stuff is from here. This so... <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is, like, Norman Rockwell's, like, place, dude. And That explains a lot about how you live. This is yeah, great. that's the Berkshires, bro. And so our my museum, that's literally, like, a block away, there was a huge controversy because they sold off, like, his paintings... Oh, shit. Uh, in a private selling because they needed the money to actually continue existing as a museum oh. and renovate. And it turned into this gigantic tr- controversy in the area, it, like the hashtag save Rockwell movement or something like that. It it was uh, it was pretty insane. But, yeah, this is a pretty storied uh, area for Norman Rockwell. So it's really funny that you <laughs> that you it, just mentioned that. It's. It was not planned, audience, by the way. That just naturally happened that Sean lives inside a Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah. So. This is basically my life. <laughs> you should, you should like, live stream, like, your life. That would be awesome. You should, I, make it, you should be the real Truman Show. Truly, honest to God, like, people, this right here, you... What did you send me this morning? You're like, buddy, I love you. Can't wait to talk later. Go annoy your coworkers. Right. Yeah, that too. Just live stream that. Dude, like my life, my everyday life, I could not imagine working somewhere that wasn't as fun as what my day-to-day life is. Like I have fun growing a business that everybody enjoys going to because it's so much fun. And this small artsy town that just likes to just i don't you i also, don't know man like you said it's a normal rockwell painting yeah you it's also like it could be an nbc sitcom <laughs> i think you probably probably it, i don't know who would work, play man. me uh, we need to develop it somehow call it little town usa aaron tivet he's gonna aaron tivet would play yeah. you i think timothy chalamet uh, okay, so have I ever told you that Aaron Duvet story? No, I don't even this know is, who Aaron Duvet is. Please enlighten me to that first. So he's an actor, and I he that, does yeah. he does like a lot of Broadway stuff and a lot of musical shit like that. That's why I don't know him. And uh, he was, I think he was in Grease Live. Um, anyways, meanwhile, a lot of people knew him, and I had no idea who this guy was, but he was in town for a show one summer. And I'd gone out to eat at a restaurant and with my brother and the waitress comes up and goes, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but are you Aaron Tivet? That table over there really wants your autograph. I'm like, I'm not, but you are more than welcome to tell them that I am. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, and it was just so much fun and it was so funny. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ride this out. I'm going to I'm going to have as much fun as humanly possible. And then he came in and like was immediately the real guy. By. That's hilarious. Yeah. So it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Your fame was short lived. It was 15 seconds, not 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty it was pretty funny. But that's just that's life. Yeah, it is. That's life. life. That's life. 
Mm. C'est la vie. Man. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of pre-show talk, but I cannot believe that that just spiraled out of my male lady walking by my window. That's what we do, baby. That's called improv <laughs> No, what we should do. We should label every episode as a potpourri so that ensures that at least Yuri listens to it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Trick him up. <laughs> just trick them but like down in the comments below it just actually put what the episode's about <laughs> <laughs> dude i told him i'm like man like deep down inside i just figured nobody listens to potpourri's because it's not about anything and he's like no yeah. man those are my favorites i'm like see why everybody always said that uh back in the day too and i was like yeah man i love potpourri episodes too they're just that's what I like to listen to personally as like my podcast episodes. It's just sure. people that sort of ramble about. So Maybe I get in my own head about it. I'm like, man, nobody's going to listen. It's not about anything in particular. But then it like turns into so much fun to record. Yeah. So yeah, fuck it. We just banged out an episode. That's so much well, fun. Again, like the entire core of the show that I've always wanted to be is just like a casual chat between two friends that anybody listening could just be like, Hanging out in their living room, listening to the two of their buddies argue about shit that doesn't matter. And that's At what all. I love a potpourri for. Yeah. Right on. I say, it's chocolate milk talk recorded. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But like <laughs> way more coherent. Yeah, yo, for sure. Yo, check this. Mitch and I, did I send you a picture of what we did yesterday? I don't think No, but you said you were going to over to see Mitchell. Oh, yeah. So I went to see Mitch yesterday because Friday is like, hey, man, grab some sandwiches and come up tomorrow. I'm like, ah, I can't do that. Let's do a Sunday. And so he hits me up Sunday and he's like, yo, you still coming up? I'm like, yeah, he's like sandwiches you know, from don't. where uh, I just got him from Subway because I don't oh. go to Angelina's uh, anymore, which is a local place that Brian loves from Cape Podcasters. He loves them. But uh, I had a a pandemic run in with them that I'll never go back to them ever again. Fuck those guys. If you're listening, Angelina's, you suck. Uh, anyway, so suck got up it. to, yeah, what else? <laughs> nice. I like that crotch job that like <laughs> wasn't even close to your crotch, uh, but I enjoyed that. Um, so grab some subs, head up, saw Mitch. He's like, all right, get in the truck. Let's go. So we drove like 40, 40 minutes out into Vermont, like into the middle of nowhere and to this, uh, this like big cabin, dude, like on this pond, it was like the dopest cabin you walk in and it looks like nobody's been in there in like 30 years, but it's all clean and there's like beds everywhere. But apparently like a bunch of Legion dudes, like American Legion dudes all get in on this. They each pay 150 bucks, you know, towards taxes and the place is all paid off. They just go up there whenever. And Mitch is like in the running to he's got one person ahead of him to get on this list to be a part of this. Yeah. That you basically have it until like you die. Um, but he got That's the keys from one sick. of the dudes and we went up there and just chilled for a little bit. It was fucking dope, man. It was it like was it was something straight out of yeah, it was a cabin that's no electricity, it's all run on propane. What? Dude, there's there's just like bottles of everybody's booze on the wall. There's a uh, every again everything runs up propane there is a a generator like if you needed electricity you could do that but it was like the cool shit ever it's like something That's... you see in a like coming of age movie where it's like a bunch <laughs> of dudes going into the woods and ending up in some shack or like um that fixer upper in have you seen oh fuck what is that movie 
where the two hillbillies get the shack in the middle of nowhere and all the college kids show up and they all start dying. Tucker and Dale versus evil. Yeah, dude. Dude, it's like that fixer upper, but this place was like massive. There's like an <laughs> upstairs. What? Like, That's badass. Beds, dude, like that I would never sleep in. <laughs> but, and it's out in the woods. Yeah, dude. Yeah, fuck that, dude. I would never stay there with like no electricity. No, no for real. No, yeah. never, ever, dude. Yeah, I'd stay there in a heartbeat. The woods fucking terrify me. Open water terrifies me. Most <laughs> I wouldn't things terrify go, me. I wouldn't go in this water. The first thing Mitch said was, I was like, oh, man, that day leak, lake's dope. He's like, yeah, also full of leeches. Like, fuck <laughs> that. Nope. Nice. Let me hop Ain't in with my, with my dingling out. Dude, yeah, I tell you, Stand By Me ruined that for me, dude. Like, if I ever got a single leech on me, I would, I would fucking cry. Have you I, ever had uh, a leech? I've had leech on me before. From I being in be... the water, or did you get it medically? <laughs> no, I did not get it medically. I'm not a farmer in 1380. <laughs> Wait, that's not, a, that's not a thing that they do anymore? I, don't I just figured they still leech people. Common. No. Oh. They have way better ways to, like get blood to those areas i feel i think maybe they do use leeches still i don't know man i'm not a dude, doctor jim damn it dude i'm gonna have to hit up a doctor friend of mine and see if they've ever leached somebody <laughs> <laughs> i'm lie i just figured they still did it is it dr chloris leachman <laughs> no that's a good isn't joke. that an actress yeah she's dead now she was the old lady from uh beer fest beer fest grandma yeah yeah. Or Gam Gam. Gam Gam, that was smacking the wiener schnitzel on her face. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> when you sent that video man. of Gram Gram trying the craft beer, craft all, beer I, as... all I saw was Gam Gam. <laughs> uh, that was a pretty funny little vid, man. That one, that yeah. one tickled me today. Pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty good. Fuck. Oh, I remember what else I was going to... We will talk about this movie, I guess, in a bit. But I did have one more question. Was there sure. ever, like, a... Uh, when you were a kid and, like... Uh, school and shit. Was there like uh, the local landmark place to go that was like maybe not yeah. official landmark? Well, like a uh, a kids place, like where the kids went. Like, all right. So, to sh- I'll just give you my example and see if you had something similar. We had a place called Stack Rock that was like okay. an old abandoned quarry, but it was all these huge chunks of limestone like cut out and stacked on top of each other. And you like, keep talking they, because I got to Google something because I can't remember yeah. the name of it. They made this, uh, like, when, the way they were stacked, some of them had these crazy, like, tunnels you could, like, walk through. And, like, all of them were spray painted. You would go out there with a can of spray paint. Like, kids have been tagging these since, like, the 70s in this city because it was also it was just out in the woods. You just walk there, and it was a place where, like, also kids could, like, smoke pot. They'd, they'd drink beers or whatever, sneak beers. I never did that stuff. I was always a dorky kid when I was going to Stack Rock, but I definitely spray painted. Nice. That's what's up. Then, yes. So, I, it's weird. Like, around here, every town kind of has its own little thing, even though the towns are, like, so close and very tiny. But mm-hmm. I grew up in a town called Hins, named called Hinsdale, and where we used to go and chill was uh, basically, like, this big... Um, like dirt pit kind of thing behind a school and the police station and shit like that where we had all hang out. But like 
as I got older and I learned like where the cool people went, it was in Dalton where I went to school and where I lived a portion of my life. It was called the pits. And (laughs) I don't know why I wasn't able to think of that, but you would like have to hop over this little bridge uh, behind a park. And then there was a trail that led down into the backside of even more pits like construction pits, but it was around this lake, but that's where everybody would like, have fires and get shit faced and just like do drugs and, and just kind of like camp out at the pits. Yeah. That was, that was kind of the place where all the cool kids went. I love the name, the pits. That sounds awesome. It sounds like something from, uh, lost boys, honestly. Yeah. 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 Honestly, like I Googled it and I start, well, I didn't even Google it. I started typing in Dalton, pits like what was the name of it i was like oh i'm fucking stupid it was literally (laughs) it was the pits (laughs) which is funny because where i live is pittsfield and we call this the pits so damn man there's a lot of pits references in the upper part of america but i guess you kind of are in the armpit of america up there too yeah i mean we do have we have the uh the flexing uh plymouth yeah. Uh, the good old arm of Massachusetts, but uh, Bedford's the armpit of, of that. <laughs> Man, I'm Bedford the- was the town that I grew up in. That was the name of it. Yeah, crazy, right? That's so fucking weird, dude. <laughs> huh. You could uh, you could say, Shawnee, that you and I are two star-crossed lovers. That is that is something you could say. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm not going to say that, but... <laughs> Actually, around here, too, like literally right down the street from me uh, is Clap Park. And behind that is like a whole there's a, oh, a whole uh, rail, um, like a whole train track. And like there's pads through there that like I think all the air quotes cool kids kind of go and hang out. Dude, at. Clap Park better be where people went to hook up or uh, behind Clap Park. Hell or yeah. Up in the woods. Make yeah. a clap. <laughs> jesus fucking christ but yeah probably because that's like i was just coming back from an oil change and clap park was full of people there must be a a baseball game no there's a huge baseball (laughs) game going on but i imagine there's like a bunch of teens hooking up in the woods right now you just drive by there's just like a massive orgy happening you're just like oh okay it's it is right off the road (laughs) (laughs) oh man that'd be yeah it's a baseball field huh that's how you get crabs. That is how you get crabs and the clap at Clap Field. <laughs> <laughs> Two peas. Oh, man. So, hey, buddy, <sighs> let's talk about Hunt for the Wilder people. Yeah, that's a that's a weird thing to say, huh? Yeah. This is very New Zealand. Turns out Taika Waititi is very New Zealand. He, he embraces it. And that, in turn, makes me embrace it. I love it. Yeah. I love me some Taika. I... The reason why I first saw this movie was I don't remember what the first Taika thing I saw. It was probably what we do in the shadows. Mm -hmm. And then around that time, all you guys were talking about how awesome Taika was and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, I've never even heard of this guy. Let me check out some of his movies. And so I watched a couple and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to hunt down everything that he's done because like at this point, I just want to watch his whole catalog. Mm-hmm. And so I started going through this and this and I think like Shark versus Eagle. Eagle Love Shark like, versus Eagle, man. 
were like some of the last ones that I had to see. I have I still haven't seen Shark versus Eagle. Really? Okay. I think it's like literally the one holdout that I haven't just because I, think, I couldn't find an easy way to watch it. I think that's funny too because I think that's also his first movie and that's the last one you haven't seen. Yeah, I think I literally like worked backwards through his catalog. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I came across this movie and it was not what I expected just because I was so used to w- much more lighthearted material. It, like this is definitely this is a comedy, but like I'm used to much more like quick wit, like l- more lighthearted stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I came away from Hunt for Wilder People very glad that I watched the movie. It's got a lot of heart in it, man. And yeah. Taika gets, he's got comedy and he's got heart and he's also got tragedy all real well. And it just, the way that all of those three emotions really like weave in and out of each other to just tell a beautifully crafted story and like a story of growth and acceptance and change is just so beautifully done. (laughs) Yeah. yeah and, anyway, yeah. What were I you going to say? Well, not just, you know, the growth and all that change from Ricky, but also Sam Neill's character, too. Heck, yeah. Unc, or heck, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so yeah, uncle. <laughs> I love that by the time Bella dies, he is calling them, like, auntie and uncle. Because, like, mm-hmm. like, I texted you, Ricky's such a shitbag. He, like, <laughs> just is such a shitbag. But... His growth and, like, just journey to being less of a shitbag. Like, and he's not even that much of a shitbag. He's just, like, this ghetto-ass New Zealand kid that, like, just had a really bad string of luck. And just, like, how else is he going to be, you know? It's- like, this kid, his fucking heroes, Tupac <coughs> Shakur. Really good That's friend. True, yeah. His, his best good friend. friend. Yeah, his yeah. best friend. I love he's his kind of my best friend. Uh, Ricky's a I, man. I don't know. This is a really good Taika flick. It's it's crazy good, actually. Uh, it's really quick paced. I think it, it's actually it's an hour and what forty five ish. An hour forty, yeah, yeah, ish, but it, yeah, yeah. It uh, it kicks along right along. It doesn't really ever slow down. Even when like they're just walking around in the woods, it's still interesting. Which I think. Having tried to make some even short films back in my day, like even doing that and making it actually interesting is so hard to actually do. Yeah. And a lot of what carries this is the interaction between Heck and Ricky that Mm -hmm. really they could have like a five minute long conversation that just goes by like this. I so like I just said, I was getting my oil changed and, you know, I just sat there. I loaded up the movie and I started watching it again. And by the time I got home, I went to load it up again on my computer. I'm like, holy shit, I, I'm i 28 minutes into it before he, like, <laughs> does, like, the most ridiculous suicide note suicide thing ever that I've ever seen <laughs> in a movie in my entire life. I'm like, wait, there's only an hour left of this? What? Oh, yeah, that part is fucking great, dude, when he burns down the <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. I burned myself alive in this barn, which you can totally see if you look inside of it. <laughs> and then I love that, like, obviously the note that he left there burnt up, too. He just burns yeah! down and runs away. <laughs> he fucking 
nails it to the side of the barn and yeah. lights it on fire. And lights it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shit, dude. Like, most fucking ridiculous shit I've ever seen. Kyle, can you just give a just a, a quick rundown of actually what this movie is? Like, I, it doesn't even have sure. to be long, but people just yeah. need to know what this is about. So Ricky Baker is a troubled youth who's bounced around the foster home syndrome or system uh, his whole life. And he's do- dropped off at his last chance, which is uh, Bella and Hector who live way out in the New Zealand bush and are self-sufficient on a hey, farm. You said bush. <laughs> so hopefully in, you know, isolating Ricky and making him maybe do some hard work, it can turn him around. And then Bella is actually just a giant sweetheart that actually shows him compassion and love and, uh, you know, sort of starts to break through Ricky's tough exterior. And then, uh, unfortunately, Bella passes away. And he's left with Hector, who wants nothing to do with that kid. And uh, But through a series of funny mishaps, they both end up on the run from the originally the Child Protective Services and eventually, like, the entire New Zealand military. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a mad dash caper film, uh, sort of an also, like, sort of a buddy cop, because... They also, they don't like each other, but they have to get along, and then they end up do-liking each other sort of thing, but they also, they learn from each other, but also break each other's balls a lot, and it's just, yeah. uh, it's a movie based around, like, essentially more conversations, really. Not a whole lot happens. Well, the boar scene and then the, the truck chase scene are, like, the two big set pieces, really. Mm-hmm. So, other than that, like, it's a lot of walking and talking, and it would be, uh, the hat is hung on the performances of Ricky and Sam Neill, like you said earlier. Like, they sell so much of this. The entire movie is literally just them. And goddamn, yeah. Sam Neill is great. And there's so much, there's, like Ogres, there's so many layers to this. Because, <laughs> okay, so what I just kind of uh, realized while you were talking is that on my second watch through of this, I, I picked up something that I never picked up on the first time. So... When Bella dies and uh, you got Ricky going into into the shed shed where uh, where Heck is grinding a, an axe, Heck hands him a note. He's like, "Read this out loud," and you oh, get this yeah. impression where he forces him to read it to to be like, "I'm not going to tell you. You're going to tell yourself." It was the second view through that I'm just like. Fuck, he gave him that because he literally just didn't know what it said. Because Heck li- is illiterate. Yeah, and that's and funny. And it's just like... Wow. Good kid. Yeah, he's also learning that information for the first time, too. And that's probably why he's so hostile at first. Damn. Yeah. Isn't that such a crazy, yeah. nice little touch that I don't hmm. think you would... You definitely don't pick up when you're watching this for the first time until you're like... Wait a minute. And I love Ricky's reaction when he learns when he slowly pieces together that heck can't even read. And he immediately goes into just like making fun of him. He's like, Oh, what are words? With this word it's like, <laughs> man, Ricky, you're such a piece of shit. And it's he like, is. oh my god. But he's There's so goddamn so- cute too, man. I love this child actor. This guy is so fucking great. Oh, when he's, he's like so good. When he's driving the truck by the lady in the tank and he just sort of waves like hi. 
Dude, the the very first scene that you're introduced to him when those child protective agents who are like honestly the worst fucking people in the world. They are so bad. Like they treat him like such shit from the very first scene. But Ricky gets out of this police car, does a loop around the house, then immediately just gets back into the police <laughs> car and shuts the door. And he's like, nope, moving on. Well, that's so great. Yeah. Just doesn't even give it a shot. Oh, my God. But then, yeah, Bella's nice. I love it. Shows him cleaning the plate and yeah, fitting in. His jacket's just cool. Growing. Yeah. God damn it, man. Yeah. This was a really good movie, Shawnee Boy. I love this movie. I saw it. How- Forever ago, and I forgot so much of it, but I don't know how, because it's so good. I'm glad that you watched it again, because honestly, like, I had just watched this, man, it was only like a year, year and a half ago, and watching it again, I had forgotten so much about it. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it is because it's so much a dialogue-heavy movie, and it's the interactions between the characters and not Mm -hmm. so much, like, crazy set pieces, but... It really is all in the finer details that watching it again, it's just like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, all the way down to Ricky pretends to be like this badass gangster, right? This little fat, badass gangster. And then Bella is just like the sweetest lady in the world. Mm -hmm. But their first trip out into the brush, like, (laughs) Zug, Zag or Zug, whatever the dog's name is, starts going ballistic. She's like, it's a boar! And she whips out her knife and just massacres this yeah. boar. And and he's just, Ricky's just standing there like, oh my God, as she's stabbing it and slitting its throat. She's yeah. covered in blood and she's so ecstatic. And Ricky just passes the fuck out. That's great, yeah. He, he realizes that she's a real gangster. She's the real OG, dude. Mm-hmm. But, like, he still never changes to the point where when him and a hacker in the in the woods and like these other three hunters are like in the woods and i think i think at this point they're tracking them but like he's giving the impression that hex's like trying to molest them and it's just like <laughs> dude you're such a piece of shit man that's what he said molester <laughs> yeah, he he's molested me, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god man it's that shit's wild that you hear that joke a lot more in overseas shit because I've been watching this show from the UK and that like was one of the big jokes last night. These two dudes were accusing this this other dude's dad of being a pedophile and like touching him. It's like, holy fuck, dude. Like what a thing to fucking just yeah. joke about or like just throw out there, man. It's pretty heavy. But, and it's, uh, there's, a, there's a part in this movie where the child uh, protective services people were trying to tell him to be like, He was touching you, wasn't he? Just tell us he was so we can arrest him and you won't go to juvenile prison. Again, real scummy. What a fucked up thing to do, man. Like, Hex already been to jail for murder or manslaughter. It's like, bro. I mean, spoilers. Sorry, guys. But, (laughs) like, seriously, stop this and watch this movie. It is worth watching. What's that? What do you get this for? Three bucks rental? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think I bought it for seven bucks, and I'll never regret that seven dollars that I bought. It's one of those for sure. I, I'm wary. I should have bought it too, but man, I fucking I bought. What did I buy? What was that shitty movie? Sleepy Hollow for the uh, why Johnny we were, Depp? 
No, because we were doing it for the Halloween episodes last year, and I remember always loving that movie, and I was like, oh, that movie's great. I think I saw it twice in theaters, and we watched it, me and Mandy did. I was like, god damn, this movie sucks. The Johnny Depp one, right? Yeah, the Johnny Depp one. Garbage. Man, I haven't seen that since it was out. Yeah. Woof. Yeah, stay away. I saw it in theaters. I thought it was cool. It is not cool. There are times, like, there's only specific movies that I think, like, I'll buy movies that I think I'll like, or ones that I will just want to be able to watch literally any time. Like, Jesus Rolls, I hope we talk about that sometime, because I absolutely love The Big Lebowski, Mm -hmm. and I just watched that for the first time, like, three or four years ago, and I'm obsessed. Like, that is one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I know I have heard that Jesus Rolls fucking sucks. I still bought it. Whatever. Like, <laughs> it's in my collection. Know what I'm bummed that I bought? What? The entire Star Wars collection. Because it was yeah. on sale for like 20 bucks for 4K Star Wars. I'm like, I don't ever even want to watch that. And it takes up so much room in my like Google Play movies. I would have bought that yeah. for 20 bucks. Yeah. Even though you I hate say Star that Wars until now. you have to scroll through it all. I hate Star Wars now, but... Fuck all you. (laughs) Well, when we get to it, because we're doing, obviously, coming-of-age movies right now, which I'm fine with. I love coming-of-age movies. When we get to eighth grade, I do own that on Amazon because I loved it so much when I saw it in theaters. I was like, fuck yeah. I'm absolutely going to buy this. So, And I have Boys Uh, of Summer and Stand By Me. Well, there we go. We got it fucking covered. Have you ever read Stand By Me? No, but I want to. You should before we do that up, because and I'll reread it again too. It's it's a short story. It's a novella, so it doesn't take long. It's one of Stephen King's earliest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not earliest, but it's it's pretty early on. Like I said, it was when his it's a collection of short stories. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of his early stuff when he was just writing. He was so prolific, man. Oh yeah, for like, sure. He did so many novellas. I believe it's it's uh, Four Seasons is the collection. Oh, so that's what it's in. I mm-hmm. have Four Seasons. Yep. Stand by Me is the summer season because it's oh. they're they're on summer there. Whoa! I've never read Four Seasons, and really I've had should. it since I was a little kid. Really should man. It's a good book because could... it's also like that thick. Like I yeah. have all the originals, and I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. It's that, th- but it's really it's again it's four novellas, which are short novels. They're longer than a short story, shorter than a novel. So nice. They're pretty good, man. I'm I'm <laughs> just became the Stephen King podcast. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, it's just okay. So if it's gonna be a Stephen King podcast, we just have to never have like an ending that would disappoint anybody so like we just got to get like three quarters of the way through like an actual episode and just be like all right later guys and just never have an ending or just be like yo we'll Well, finish this next week and never you are a stephen king fan (laughs) yeah but you that's wild you've never read four four seasons dog this is crazy well, we had like all the Stephen King books mm-hmm. growing up, and I my mom did kind too. of just inherited all yep. of them. Um, I still try to collect a hard cover of each edition because she has all of them. Nice. So that's what's up, dude. I have an thing. original It edition. Like, nice, dude. The, the first edition of It. Fucking I mean, A. The, the thing's falling apart, but yeah. I have one of those of his Bachman books, which has his short story that you can't nice. get anymore. Uh, Rage. Um, which one? Rage. Rage. 
Yeah. Yeah. That one's that's the one with the school shooting, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can't get that that's one wild. anymore. So No. I wonder why. <laughs> Weird, right? <laughs> Fuck. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky names his dog Tupac. That's cause... badass too. <laughs> <laughs> Poor yeah, Zach, though, so, man. That's my one complaint with the movie. Spoiler alert, everybody. The dog dies. Mm. I know. And fucking Sam O'Neill has to fucking put his dog down. Yeah. Like, dude. It's real old yellow again, style. There's yeah. so many fucking layers to this. But wrapping back to what you said earlier, like it ends with like the, the entire military. Like there's a fucking like shootout at the goddamn end of the movie. Like a full-on police battalion fucking brigade yeah because this this is basically like so she dies and child protection protections like yo there's no woman figure here anymore you're a fucking convicted felon like the kid can't stay with you so ricky fakes his own death goes into the (laughs) woods and it's a manhunt yeah and it just keeps going on for months even though he said you could never last five minutes it lasts months through entire so, seasons. Yeah, the reason it takes so long, though, originally is because when they both run away, you know, Ricky obviously doesn't know what he's doing, but yeah. Sam Neill in his rage, like, trips and breaks his ankle. So they have to wait yeah. there for, like, six weeks before his ankle heals before they can even leave. So then yep. that, like, originally, you know, sets off everybody else, like, holy shit, he kidnapped this young boy and ran off into the woods. And yeah. it just escalates from there in a like i said a series of escalating mayhaps it it doesn't help that there's three hunters out there just telling <laughs> everybody that he's molesting a kid and <laughs> <laughs> it's so like everybody thinks he kidnapped him and it's just like boinking him i love it's how like, inept fuck. they are too and like they keep getting the bolts taken out of their rifles <laughs> Ricky. Get the bolts out of their rifles. Also, Sam Neill is from New Zealand. I never knew that. I always thought he was English. I didn't know that either. Yeah. And when I first saw this movie, I'm like, that's such a weird casting. And I'm like, yeah, I always thought so too. And I was like, but damn, he does a really good New Zealand accent. That's fucking why he's from New Zealand. Uh, up until this very moment, mm-hmm. I didn't know why he was into the in this movie until you just said he's from New Zealand. Right? I had no fucking idea. Because that's another thing about Taika is like he really wants to use New Zealand actors and such. So, and that's fantastic, man. Yeah, like I'm, I think that's under talked about. He, he's I'm hometown proud, man. Take pride. And that's what's up. Take pride, baby. He's, he's fucking so talented to be able to do that and give back to his community. What do you think of his cameo? Oh, it was great. Uh, as the preacher. <laughs> yeah, the, the priest at the funeral. Apparently that's based on a real thing that Taika Waititi saw happen, too. So That's amazing. Yeah. Talk about just a stupid over-the-top character that I, just, like, doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Behind that other door, there's Jesus. <laughs> yes, there's Jesus. Yeah. And you know what was behind that door? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Oh. Uh, it's very sweet, man. Overall, like when Ricky has Bella's ashes and uh, he gives them to Sam, though, to throw into the waterfall. That's such a Mwah. dude. I just got goosebumps when you like brought that up mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. And like, 
Heck doesn't even know that he's got Bella's ashes and that the entire reason that he ran away, yeah, he didn't want to get back into the system, but when he went to run away and it's because he always, she always wanted to be where the sky met the mushy green or Mm -hmm. whatever it was. But like, that's something that really stuck with him because she, she's the one that got through to him. Yeah. Like as lighthearted as, as fucked up and as, like you said, buddy cop antics, this movie can be at the core of it. It's this really troubled kid that just wanted to do right by the lady that saw in him what nobody else saw Mm -hmm. and got through to him. And it's just amazing. And by the end of that movie, by the end of the movie, when spoilers again, heck gets arrested and goes to jail and he gets out and you know, he's invited in, to be a part of this family that took in Ricky. It's great. It's like it all comes full circle and it's like a story of acceptance. That might be my favorite part in the movie is the dad when he comes out and he sees, oh shit, you're Ricky. And he starts taking (laughs) all the selfies with him. And he's like, he tells it, he's like, get a selfie of us. He's like, she's like, then it's not a selfie if I take it. He's like, go on, just take the picture. (laughs) <laughs> it reminds me have you watched uh have you watched ted lasso not yet i still want to but oh. i haven't got into it yet dude it's like in the very first episode he's like it's not a selfie it's a yuffie why why would it be a selfie if it if i'm taking it of you it's a yuffie or something that's like making that. me want to play final fantasy 7 again now oh yeah wow. Wow, I gotta get that, that tied back in. I gotta get integrated, but I'm a, I'm close to getting platinum on uh, the remake, so I'm f- trying to grind really? that out. Yeah, that's I got, what's up. I got three things left to do. Two, three, three. Yeah, but is it like super in depth things that you need to do? <laughs> kind of. So I need to beat uh, the pride and joy fight, which is like it's a culmination. It's like the hardest thing to do in the game, where you have to fight five summon monsters in a row and pride and joy you fight at the end uh so you got to do that and then i got to get uh two more dress unlocks for just cloud and Aerith. and then after that i just have to finish the whole game on hard mode i've done some of the chapters already but if you do that hard fight you get this unique accessory which lets you uh start every fight with a full limit break so that That's makes, pretty broken. That makes the rest of the game easier. So I'm trying to grind that part out right now. So what I'm yeah. actually doing is like trying to master a lot of my materia I need, like a lot of the HP up stuff. So it's essentially what level are you? I'm I'm level fifty, which is the the max level. But the it's cap. materia yeah. you got to get to the top level, which I'm still trying to do. I'm, Fuck so I'm man, ju- I'm in my favorite you have thing. The most though, I'm patience grinding. in the world. I love an experience grind, man. I named the fucking show that for a reason. I really love that shit. When it's I can just, fucking insane. I can get down like, and do it, yeah. I started thinking about it, like, if there was a game that I would platinum, like another game that I would platinum, it would probably be Returnal, but I just really don't want to play that game again. Yeah. But there are, like, a couple of things, like, I'm not that far away from platinum. Like, I got another trophy the other day when I was playing it, and, I, and that's what got me thinking about it. I'm like, man, I could what, Returnal? probably... Yeah, Returnal. You should do it, bro. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm good, man. Like maybe. OK, so I might do it like if I run with Micah through the game in two player yeah. like, and we just get 
a lot of like fully explore do max it, explore areas Slaughter. and stuff. I might do it. It also wouldn't be as boring because you're grinding with another person. I don't find it even boring. Yeah. It's just I went so hard on the game when sure. it came out See, that and I'm that, like, yeah. I just never want to go back down that hole again. See, that's where I'm I'm different because like, you know, Final Fantasy VII came out a long time ago and I didn't get platinum yet for the same reason. Like it was kind of a slog because there's so many cutscenes and shit in the remaster, which is fine. And you can skip them a lot, but I like I just didn't want to jump right back in and redo all that. So I took this huge break. And now I'm just yeah. back here trying to finish platinuming it. So sometimes it's good to do that. Yeah. Good on you, man. Good on you. Um Yeah, yeah. I mean, folks, watch this movie. Yeah, like, that's what we got to w- say. W- watch the other Taika movies, watch this movie. I, I so definitely recommend this. I am like this time of year where it's summer and I just want to be out and playing mm-hmm. like, dude, movies like this just fucking like hit me right in the zone. You know, any movie where it's just like people in the woods connecting, sharing a story. That's why I'm like, when you hit me up and I'm like, dude, here's these four coming of age tales <laughs> or like, like, um, like pick one. And right. then I, I did the I, I did the Drava hack because I couldn't pick, and we ended up yeah. with this one. There wasn't a single one of the movies that I would have been bummed if we no, talked about. For sure, same. not a single one. And I'm sure we'll get to other Taika movies because I love all of them too, and they're just yeah. fun to watch. And I don't mind watching them. So I expect have you watched any enough. of our flag flag maiden stuff? Uh uh-uh. uh Okay, I haven't started that either yet. No, but. That's uh, I've got to start watching. That. I'm watching British TV right now, though, but I am getting I... back into series. So nice. I man, Barry's got a hold on me. I know so I need to catch up on Barry is... so we can talk again. And I will probably maybe tomorrow, maybe tonight. So, dude, this season's so good. I know. Have you watched I... any of the season? Yeah, I've watched the first two episodes and it's just fucking okay. crazy good. So, oh, shit, you got three more to go. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm, that's why I said I need to sit down and grind them out. So, oh. Dude, but it's so I will, good. And we'll talk soon. But uh Yeah. I know you gotta that, go. Yeah, Let's I wrap do. up, buddy. This was so much fun. I'm glad we got this in. We got it out. Uh audience, I love you. Give us money on Patreon. Let's get together later this week and knock out a nerdy Thursday, too. Yeah, that'd be bomb. Okay. Um I'm gonna be in Philly. I think I'm gonna be driving to Baltimore tomorrow. Okay. And then I'll be in Philly on Wednesday. Okay. Um, but I mean, I could probably record on Thursday. Yeah, I if could I, too. If I don't go to Baltimore sure. tomorrow, I could do possibly tomorrow. Okay. Well, just let me know your schedule. I'm cool for Tuesday or Thursday, buddy. We'll get one knocked out. And I really just wanted to say that out loud to sound so much cooler to the audience. Yeah. Well, also, this will be funny because this will come out after we have recorded and released. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're right. <laughs> Yo, a couple of days ago, I was out of town. Yeah. I went to a dope ass Harry Potter thing. It was so. cool. Look forward loved it. to hearing get that recap yesterday's events next week (laughs) (laughs) all right i gotta go i love you buddy i love you audience peace love y'all